Welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. Elijah Rising is an organization empowering women recovering from sexual exploitation. This episode is going to help you become more aware about the issue of sex trafficking and inspire you to take action. Hey, if you haven't already, go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast so that more people can enjoy this content. And on today's podcast, I am joined by the one and only Chelsea Lancaster, my friend, my colleague, uh, and I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. Chelsea is the manager of the Elijah Rising Social Enterprise. Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks, Adam. It's good to be here. Thanks for opening up this space. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks for saying yes. Thanks for being here today. It's Chelsea's first time on the podcast. uh, And so we're really excited about that because today on the Elijah Rising podcast, we're going to discuss common misconceptions about those who have overcome sex trafficking. But before we kind of get into that, why don't you, Chelsea, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are and about your work here at Elijah Rising. Yeah, thanks. Um, So my name's Chelsea. I am a single mom to an amazing five-year-old. I also help run the social enterprise. And most importantly, I am an overcomer of trafficking myself. So I came out almost six years ago. And it has been quite a journey. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do at Elijah Rising here? What does it mean to be the social enterprise manager? Yeah, it it um, <laughs> requires wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. I, um, my boss, Sam, is amazing, um, but I also get to work with the women that are healing in our program. And yeah. so on days that they're not here, it looks like doing a million things that nobody would think about. Yeah, sure. And on the days that they are here, it's really about serving them so that they can su- succeed at what they're doing. So yeah. it's really a support Um, my role is a support for them. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's so cool because you, you bring a certain perspective to this conversation and I mean, to this specific conversation, but really like to the whole work of anti-trafficking space and movement, if that's what we are a movement, Um, because you not only have like lived experience yourself, but day to day you're working with those who have who have lived experience and then you're like living experience with them as they're going through their journey of of healing and restoration right that's correct yeah yeah Yeah. so you really you you um your expertise i think is just invaluable which is why i'm so happy that we're talking today (laughs) um so let's let's talk about some of those common misconceptions that people have about about overcomers about survivors and so that's kind of where i want to start is terminology um victim, survivor, overcomer, you know, these terms are thrown around and even within our space and within, you know, interagency dialogue, there's some debate over, well, what's the proper way to refer to people, blah, blah, blah. So I I just want to hear like, just from a basic level, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Number thing I, number one thing I would say is that the terminology we use in the movement per se Um, is very foreign um, Hmm. to the outside world and especially to women and men in those situations. And so the first time I ever heard the term overcomer was um, by Kathy Givens, who was recently on the podcast. Friend of the podcast, absolutely. Yes, yes. And um, 
I have so much respect for Kathy. And when she said that, it was the first time I really felt like there was a term put to our experiences Mm. that was truly empowering. Because if you think about it, every person, even women, men and children that are still currently in those situations are literally surviving every single day. Yeah. And so I don't feel like survivor is really encompasses what it means to break out of that lifestyle and Mm. out of um, that way of life for people. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've kind of in previous conversations, you know, as we've talked about things like this, you've kind of um, an an analogy that you've used in in a previous conversation was you kind of linked it to like people who are working through, you know, a medical condition or even like cancer, like they are surviving. Right. But um, maybe help the audience understand kind of uh, what you mean by that analogy. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like a lot of times that as a movement trying to put words to the issue, yeah, um, we put it in terms of things we maybe can comprehend. And so hmm. whenever I hear the word survivor, I'm like, survivor of what? Because yeah. like you said, there's cancer survivors, there's war survivors, there's um, any kind of survivor under sure. the sun. And so um, for us, when we can claim a word that we feel like empowers Mm. us and really talks about what our lives are now rather than what we've been through, that's what we want. Yeah, yeah. It's about what's happened now, which is overcoming. Right. And too many times um, the trauma that we've been through are what people really want to know about but I can tell you that what we've done after the fact is so much more incredible. Yeah. Um, and we have literally broken through obstacles and barriers that other people would have given up Yeah. in the pursuit of a better life. Yeah. And so when I think of overcomer for me personally, that's what I prefer yeah. because most definitely I'm overcoming like every single day. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, yeah, and it's. I think it's also like a subtle indication that it's like the the traumatic situation, which is very real and should be taken in consideration. And we need trauma informed people in this space. But it's like it's not what defines you. It's not, not at all. Yeah. I would say that's the least interesting thing about me. Wow. And almost every single, pretty much every woman that I've met, yeah, um, is that hey, if you got to know the rest of us, you would be blown away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can totally agree with those those overcomers that I I have friendships with, and, and yourself included. It's like I can, just from a personal perspective, I can completely attest to the fact that what you're saying is true. Um, and so let's let's talk a little bit about um, you know you I kind of mentioned it at the beginning. You did too. Like you have all this experience, all this lived experience, and you're you're working with women, and you're getting to know women that are in the life uh, that are that have already exited the life. You know, there are various stages in this kind of journey. So what do you think, and this is going to be a real open-ended question, but like, what do you think people would be shocked to know about these women? And, and, you know, if you think of some in your head, like those that are still, you know, in the life and still trying to figure that out and those who have already come out. Yeah, I think this is such an important question to ask Mm -hmm. and one that's not asked enough um, Mm -hmm. about what really is a survivor. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would say every person that I've met 
is exceptional in so many ways, um, whether it's in their giftings or talents yeah. or even in the way that their mind can operate and really like juggle things and multitask, like what mm. you have to do to be able to like come out of those situations yeah, requires yeah. a unique set of skills and abilities that I don't find in the normal everyday population. Yeah. And so that would be the first thing I say is these are exceptional people. Yeah. These are in sex- exceptional people. And not only that, a lot of times people think because of what we've been through that we don't have anybody that wants us. And so therefore mm. it's up to organizations to be the answer for that. Right. And I will say that more often than not, women have children. Yeah. They have families that depend on them. Yeah, great point. Yeah. And they are an important part of their community in one way or another, but they're not like forgotten, abandoned. Um, it does happen, sure. but more often than not, probably 90% of the women I've met, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think the perception of what a survivor is needs to dramatically shift and change. Um, because the way that we have been viewing, viewing it is actually pretty disabling Mm -hmm. as somebody that, um, knows what they need and can tell you what they need and then assumptions are made about, um, what that looks like. And we kind of feel like a lot of times at the mercy of other people in our healing journey. Yeah. And, um, the last thing I'll say about that, about how we're viewed is that, it fe- it feels like I guess in the you know almost six years that I've been um, out of everything, it feels like that there is this um, perception that we are incapable mm. mm-hmm. of doing things for ourselves, of yeah. making decisions, of there. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of ways that, for instance, if you look at like a war veteran mm-hmm. and they walk into a room and you find out they're a veteran, there is a place of honor. Yeah. There is a place of um, amazement of what they've been through. Yeah. And when you walk in the room and are labeled a survivor, there's this, there's pity. Yeah. Um, oh, poor as girl. A, poor girl. Yeah. Oh, that's so horrible. Yeah. Um, and as a 34-year-old woman, when I'm, you know, say that I have have a college degree, I have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, Red Raider. Um, and yes, and <laughs> people are literally stunned. Yeah. And what other 34-year-old mm. would you be surprised? Would you be surprised and not even expect like a master's or a doctorate from? Yeah. And so that it's almost like we have to work our way up to even be at other people's starting point as yeah. adults. Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, one of the things that I do, cause I, you know, I, you know about my work obviously, but you know, for the audience, one of the things that I do is I'm often in these rooms full of people who are very well-meaning concerned citizens who want to do something about this injustice yes. that we can all agree. It's a bad deal. But there is sometimes this perception that like those who are experiencing experiencing the exploitation, 
even it's like it's an unconscious thing i think for some people that's like it is a second class citizen type deal where it's like oh these people who are being trafficked oh my gosh we have to do everything for them now because they're just too broken to advocate for themselves or too broken to like pull themselves out of their situation or to even find healing on their own right um and so then you like then but when you do that when when that when that becomes your kind of default mindset you see the problem not as like individual unique human beings which everyone is a unique human being no matter what they've been through but like you create this category of people in your brain and then you hold them like that right to where you might end up in a room with somebody and they're like, what, you have a college degree? How, like, how is that even possible? You know, it's like, well, I went to school just like any other person, right? And so I, I just appreciate so much that, you, that you're shedding light on that misconception um, because I think it does shock people. I think it does shock people and that's not okay, which is what I hear you saying. Um, so maybe kind of the next place I want to go in the conversation is um, how do people in the life and out of the life relate to one another like is there a sense of community a sense of connectedness uh or is it just like a competitiveness because you're having to kind of compete on the street or kind of what's your perception of that yeah um that's a good question as well i think it depends on the space and sphere that you're in sure yeah um on the street even in the clubs um there's definitely there can be that and i think it's all a lot of times, um, not um, it's not because we don't care about each other, but it's because you're trying to cover your back. You're trying to mm. um, do what's in your best interest. Sure, um, right. But more often times than not, um, there is a sense of camaraderie and an instant like bond that somebody knows that you understand in a sense where they have been. Sure. And so I found that it actually creates more space and more of a connection Mm. because we understand each other than it does this rivalry. Um, And, you know, really, I think even in the movement, you can see that like sense of rivalry that like, Oh, if this, but more often than not, like we're cheering each other on. Yeah. And I say that because that's what I've seen. Um, even on the street, like we had, um, there was a girl, um, that had gone home to another state to visit family and she was killed by a client and her body dumped on the street. And when I went on outreach, Mm -hmm. um, the women out there had put up a memorial. Right. Um, were constantly bringing things yeah. um, in honor of her, and all they talked about was yeah. her. Yeah. And so um, I think what that is is that you see yourself so much in the other person, like every single one of them knew that that could be their reality and that could happen to them. Yeah. 
And um, that's where I really saw like there is unity, even on the street, even in the clubs, because it's like a sibling, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you may fight with them. That's a great analogy. Like day and night. But if somebody comes after them, you're going to fight for them. Right. And so that's the same thing that I see in my community. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's like, I think the sibling analogy works so well. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I will fight you right now, but if somebody else comes for you, yeah. I got your back a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Yeah. You know, we're going to take a break in the podcast and we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Chelsea. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. Take a second and think about how many subscription services you have. Netflix, Hulu, Spotify. If you're like me, you have more than you actually use. That money just disappears out of your bank account, or maybe you don't even use the product anymore. So why not donate that same amount of money to Elijah Rising and know that every dollar you spend directly serves those who are overcoming sex trafficking. We invite you to join The Rise. The Rise is a dedicated community of recurring donors who give strategically to fund the work of ending sex trafficking. Join our community of more than 200 members who have decided to rise up. $10 a month can provide services for women seeking to exit exploitation. $40 a month can provide job training and employment for an overcomer of trafficking. Donate online via credit card, debit, ACH, or Apple and Google Pay at ElijahRising.org slash rise. Hey, welcome back. Chelsea, uh, let's talk about the media. Okay, let's go there. You know, trafficking is in the news a lot these days. It, ha- it it seems like it's becoming more and more popular to, you know, even on social media, people are sharing stuff all the time, sometimes not in a helpful way, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's just like in the common, kind of common conversation these days in, in this country, um, which again, has I think it, that's a good thing, but also a really bad thing in some cases. But the media grabs hold of it. Right. And I know just because we know each other well, like you have experience sharing your story um, with the media in a few different uh, places and and spaces. So what's your perspective on the media's role in serving survivors and their stories? Yeah, um, it has been um, interesting working with the media. Um, I have had some decent experiences, and then I've had some horrible experiences. Yeah, none of them have been great. None are I great. Would okay, say, <laughs> um, which should tell you everything you really need to know. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and even the question, um, "What is the media's role in serving survivors?" From my experience, yeah. Um, it has really been um, survivors having to serve the media. Oh, wow. And so um, if you're the one dictating how the story is going to go, if you are presenting the story one way when you get somebody to sign on and then do something completely different, um, it's for ratings, it's for... Um, post it's for the yeah. hype it's really about your name it's for the money too it's right for the money yeah. it's every reason under the sun except for us mm. and so i really think that this is an area that needs to be transformed and changed because if you don't have survivors even in media dictating what the story is gonna be and right. how we're gonna go about doing that how can you effectively like even represent our voices. Well, it's a different form of exploitation. A hundred percent. 
A hundred percent. And um, I just even, we, we talk about trauma-informed a lot. Yeah. Um, I would really like to even see that shifted to how would you feel if um, an entire movement was, you know, sharing your stories, sharing your experiences yeah. at the expense of you being re-traumatized to further their cause. Sure. So yeah. that's my take on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough place to be in for sure. And there just has to be better. We just have to do better. I guess maybe 100%. that's the final word is just do better and listen. I, I, I think one of the things that I'm so struck with um, these days is like, if we're not actually listening to the overcomers tell us what is working and not working, then we're not, you put it well, then we're not actually serving overcomers. We're serving our our bottom, our, our agenda, our bottom yeah. line, our notoriety, whatever the case may be. And so um, it's so important to to know people. And I, I guess, man, let me just get on a soapbox for a second here. Like you need, a, you need to have... Like if you're in this work, you have to be listening to people who have lived it and who have come out of it like yourself. And there are tons of others, right? I mean, again, Kathy is kind of the famous name in Houston, but there's tons of others. There's hundreds of others. There's yes. thousands of others that you can you can find overcomers to sit down and have coffee with and be like, hey, are we doing this well? Are we serving you or are we, or are we, do, are we off base here, right? And so it's so necessary. Um, Sorry, not trying to take over the podcast. It just felt like... <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Um, and I'll say that um, as even just being around everything for the last you know, several years, yeah. um, almost every woman that has um, come out of those experiences, like especially at the beginning, wanted so badly to be a part of the change and wanted so badly and we're exhausted. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, the, the lack of representation for us Mm. is, um, really disheartening and it's almost like, well, you guys just go do your own thing because it's not really about us. Yeah. 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 It's important to hear that Chelsea. Um, so, this next question is uh, a really big question and I readily admit that it is probably impossible to fully answer, but I'm going to throw it at you anyways. (laughs) So so what are some ways in your experience that social political structures are enforcing some of these misconceptions that we've been talking about today? Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, (laughs) I have in my healing journey, I have overcome and encountered more obstacles than I could even fit in a day. Yeah. And it has made it um, so much harder um, to get where I'm at. Yeah. Um, one experience I had recently, I went to go and donate plasma. Mm. And um, one of the questions, one of the first questions they ask is, in the last 12 months, have you ever received money or drugs or gifts in exchange for sex since 1977? Wow. Um, that tells me that I'm considered damaged goods, like yeah. even in the sense of like helping people. Even if it's um, been a year ago, even if it's or longer or, or whatever, longer. Even yeah. if it's six years, twenty years, thirty years, yeah. um, 
it's I'm never going to be able to help in that way, help people in other that way. Um, but also a follow up question is in the last 12 months, have you had sex with somebody that has ever received money or drugs in exchange for sex? So that tells me yeah. that a buyer yeah. can wait 12 months after yeah. he's had sex with a prostituted woman. Yeah. Um, but I never can donate again. So that it's the value system, right? Yeah. It's that we're considered less than even in trying to help people. Yeah. And so that's that's really um that's frustrating. It's something that I come up against things like that. It's it's like whenever my um people wrote fraudulent, fraudulent checks um in my name during my experience and I called to get my name cleared. They told me I would have to wait 5 years unless I had a police report. Wow. And to open up a bank account. And so how do you function in life? Yeah. How do you um, do things with things on your, even on your record? Like every single turn and twist, um, there have been obstacles that other people don't encounter. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the like giving plasma thing is so crazy to me. It's like th- there's a standard of like, 1970 whatever like yes. you, you, that you weren't weren't even you're not even that old I wasn't even alive so literally no. your entire life it, yeah kind of going back to the first question we asked at the beginning of the podcast like your entire life is defined by by, by your experience but the buyer who was engaged in the exact same act yeah. only has to wait 12 months yeah the buyer which that's just crazy yeah and the buyer who actually like is one of the driving forces behind my trauma. Yeah, they're the one who can, yeah, right. <laughs> like, can't even. Yeah. Um, I will say that in political social structures that we need drastic changes yeah. all the way from laws that are being made. Like, every single step of the way in this movement should be dictated by overcomers. Yeah. And I say that because if you go assuming that you know how to go about things, you're going to miss it. Like you're going to miss some really important things that are actually really, really simple. Kathy said it best. Like it's actually really simple to help somebody who has been through what we've been through. We overcomplicate it. Right. But it's actually incredibly simple. Yeah. And so even in that realm, I've been a part of helping laws get passed. Yeah, that's right. Um you know, they're still like, we're in it for the photo op a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. It's not about it. It's still not about us, those laws that are being passed. Right. They want right. us for a photo op. And right. so if that the driving force isn't, isn't that overcome because we can get stuff done. Yeah. We like, yeah. we will go to extensive le- links for our people Yeah. and for ourselves. Even like I'm fighting for myself. That was six years ago when I was going through everything. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I see you every day, almost every day. And I, yeah. I see the fight that you keep up and, For sure. and, and it is, um, and it's, and I know, and I can attest to the fact that it's not just for Chelsea. It is no. for all of those women in the life, out of the life, all, all of it. I see it every day. Um, so you're on staff at a nonprofit, Correct. right? Um, and so, 
how can nonprofits like Elijah Rising, but there are tons of them out there, right? We have, um, you know, our partners listen, and I, I know that they're following some of the work that we do. So how can nonprofits like ours and even churches or other just like collections of concerned, right. well-meaning citizens do a better job of supporting overcomers? I'm going to give one step okay, because it's the most overlooked step in the entire movement. Yeah. If you are not, I want to repeat again. This is like the third time. Um, if you do not like echo the voices mm. of women like me, of overcomers, of people that have lived through it, yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and I don't even have to look at what you're doing to tell you it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, and and like literally, the way to fix that, stop ex- everything you're doing mm. and do that first. Yeah. and let that. Don't. Uh, here's the deal. I don't want to just stand in front of a crowd to speak because it's a thing. Like, if my voice doesn't facilitate real change, if you're not willing to change according to the input advice that you see, yeah, then your the values are, are they're misaligned, right? With and like you said, I do this for for myself, my daughter, but I do this for my people, yeah. And honestly, it's a lot easier to not be labeled as a survivor and not to not to even sure. come into the conversation because yeah. of how disabling it can be. Um, but that's what I would say. Yeah. And you know what? Better yet, pay them like you would any other consultant for your business, for your organization, like as well. Like yeah. however much you're going to pay an accounting consultant yeah pay them that because their experience is more invaluable than anything anybody can learn from school yeah and we paid dearly for that yeah that's right that's right the experience that you have is not learned in a classroom no which you know we're all good with you know go get a degree right right? you have a degree i've got a degree we've all got degrees right but what you're what you are saying is like no school can teach you the 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 lived experience that an overcomer will have and so if your goal is to serve overcomers yeah there has like that has if, to be connected. If you aren't yeah. asking, like literally, I'll break it down. If you're not asking me how you can help me, yeah, and listening to that and literally shaping what you do based on that, yeah, yeah. or if of other overcomer or other survivors, other people, sure. Like, if you are not asking the people that you are helping, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 and. Yeah, and I just think it's worth mentioning again, Chelsea, that like there are tons of like you're available and right. Yes. I mean, there are tons yes. of overcomers, especially if you're a viewer or a listener in the Houston area. Like there are a plethora uh, <laughs> that you can and, and so many some of whom you've so heard on this many. podcast, and you know we can we can connect you. Um, and then especially if you're in the work like us, you know, and you're serving clients in a restorative care program or even on outreach, right? Like you listen to them say what works and what doesn't work. Um, yes. Chelsea, yes. yes. <laughs> I, uh, I want to thank you for your yeah. voice. I want to thank you for your friendship, for your time here today and doing this with us. Um, and so I just wonder if there's anything we, anything else we haven't covered or anything you kind of want to hype up or promote. We've also got some great smelling candles around here that you might have something to do with. Yes, I definitely do. Um, first and foremost, I want to tell um, any woman that's either um, experiencing, experiencing exploitation or 
or has experienced exploitation or even at risk, um, contact 1211 partners, Mm. Kathy Gibbons. Mm. That girl is the real deal. She's (laughs) doing it. Um, She is not hype. She is 100% doing more than you will ever know that she's doing. Um, Buy our candles. I work with the women that that help make them every day, and they are incredible individuals. Um, And we love doing it. So if you want a gift, like definitely Elijah Rising Goods is great. Um, connect with survivors, connect. We like, we literally just start asking, like we're waiting on people to even invite us just to the conversation. Sure. So organizations connect with the, with the survivor, Yeah. like treat them as good as or better than you would treat somebody else that you invite into a conversation. And, um, I guess last but not least, um, you know, I do while I work for Elijah Rising today, I'm a voice for myself and my people. Yeah. Because I, you can always change like your job, you can always change your occupation, but I can never change the experiences that shaped me into who I am today. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to because yeah. I get to then, like you said, fight for others. Yeah. So um, thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Yeah. Shop.elijahrising.org. Yes. Uh, you can uh, have. We make incredible products. Chelsea makes incredible products, uh, and they can sh- be shipped directly to your home anywhere in the country. Free shipping over $25. There you go. And, <laughs> um, like I said, the women are part of the creative process. That's they right. are part of, we include them um, in so much because they own like the products they make. They, do. they really love what they do. And they're getting paid a fair wage, yes. right? Yes. And so they, they earn their money for the work that they do, and we are proud of so that proud. fact. We are so proud of proud. that fact, uh, especially yeah. that they're in the, the creative process as well. So hit us up, uh, find us, buy the products, uh, support Chelsea, support the work that, uh, that the social enterprise is doing. And we will see you on the next episode of the Elijah Rising podcast. Thanks for watching. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. If you were inspired by this content today, please share, rate, and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation at ElijahRising.org slash donate. Your support helps us continue the vital mission to combat sex trafficking. Until next time.